What's going on, Dissels? Coming back at you again. I know you guys miss my beautiful, sexy voice. It was only a few days. Don't worry, I'm back with you. I am Jordan. I represent Did Someone Say Soccer? I'm joined alongside with Nate. Nate, say what's up to everybody. Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm here with La Flama Blanca Blake. Blake, say what's up. Yo, what's good? So today we are going to be having an EPL review show with a Newcastle United fan. I scoured the world. I looked high, I looked low, I looked far, I looked short. And in the end, I found a kid who I used to student teach, and he is a Newcastle United fan. Frankie, what's up, man? What is up? Only Newcastle fan in Ohio. <laughs> Maybe the only Newcastle fan in the United States, but, you know, that's a whole other story. <laughs> I want to go ahead and welcome all of our listeners all across the world. We have some new fans from Spain and Malaysia, even Norway. If you guys are one of these dissels, give us a shout-out on Twitter. That's at SoccerDid. At SoccerDid. Now, you all know how the show goes, so let's say it together. Let's put on them sweatbands and lace up them boots. You boys ready to get after it? Nate, take us into our first segment. Don't trust them hoes. <laughs> what happened there, Blake? Your boy, Manchester. Hey, they're talking about Foden and Greenwood tried to bring four bitches <laughs> for the two of them. Hey, good for them. Nate, you're trying to tell me if we couldn't get four girls into wherever, we wouldn't be like, hey, cool, let's do it. No shame. All for it. I think that it should be allowed. So I'm not mad at Greenwood. I'm not mad at Foden. Two on four. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> These girls were out for a payday from the beginning. I mean, they were recording everything. Uh, it was just blasted. I felt sorry for those guys, but you know, you're you're there to play soccer on the national team, so you should only be worrying about one thing. But then again, if you saw these girls, woo, Icelandic princesses, all blonde, blue eyes, ouch. <laughs> so the funny thing about that is, Blake, you know, four on two. They probably would have touched him, and then he would have fell, broke his leg, called for a penalty, and then they would have sent him home anyway. So isn't that the United way? That's the United way. I just, I just feel like I'm at Cap Cap Gamma at BG. <laughs> I, I mean, this is just dreams come true. <laughs> uh, all right, but, but for real, though, do you kind of get a little pissed off that he's representing your squad and he can't even pull it together on the national stage at whatever tournament the Nations League of worlds of craft and he's getting sent home not representing united and then the other dude from the other city or the other right across the street your bigger brother uh manchester city they're just not representing manchester at all they get sent home that's a bad look right listen mason greenwood is 18 years old 18 years old phil Foden, 20 years old could not care less Meaningless tournament, could not care less. Mason Greenwood, get it while you can, bro. <laughs> oh, all right, yeah. See, 
I, I'm not going to say I agree with you because sometimes my wife can hear me through the walls, but I definitely don't disagree with you either. Now, as a, as a bold, as a bold man, four women, you would be about it. Don't lie. <laughs> as a bald man. <laughs> oh man. Well, imagine if I had hair. Four would be up to eight. Eight, man. I don't know. Uh, yeah, you'd be Nate. You'd be Nate. That's it. So need to be Nate. <laughs> now your wife's definitely not going to listen to that. Uh, anyway, uh, moving, <laughs> moving on. Have you guys uh, been following the transfer news? Has anything stuck out to you guys? Didn't didn't Chelsea just get a big uh, big signing? Well, well, who's the big signing that you're talking about, Frankie? Harris. Yeah. Uh, I mean that that's a long time coming. I just we talked about this previous. I'm so glad that he's on our team. I'm just kind of worried that he won't live up to the price tag. I am glad, and I wish that I would have saw him play in this pointless tournament because I actually have no idea what he's like except for the highlights, and I am, I'm excited, but we'll see what happens, I guess. Uh, Nate, yeah. what about you? Arsenal making any big splashes? No, the one that actually stood out to me this week was the James Rodriguez uh, um, transfer to Everton. Uh, I completely forgot about the dude. I didn't realize that he was still at uh, Real Madrid, and... I guess this is kind of a gonna be interesting to see how he does in uh, the Premier League. Oh yeah, for sure, Blake. What's your thought on uh, Rodriguez going to Everton? I mean, Thomas Rodriguez might be the second most beautiful man in, <laughs> in world soccer, behind Giroud. So a smile, that hair. I mean, I'm excited for Rodriguez to play in the EPL. He should have probably signed for Manchester United way back when in a cut rate deal. From Monaco, but um, I think it's a good signing. You know, overall didn't have to pay that much for you know what looked like a world class player coming out of the you know World Cup a few years back. But you know, Thomas is a stud. Everton is Everton making these big. They're you know Everton's trying to pretend that they're Everton spends more cash than Arsenal. <laughs> so you know you might see them see them jump into the big six and. You know, Arsenal maybe may become the big seven at this point. <laughs> I mean, how far down does Arsenal have to go before it's no longer the big whatever? It's just the big then Arsenal. <laughs> just get a participation award for being in the top ten. There you That's go. That's right. That's right. <laughs> all right, Dissels. So that pretty much wraps up our first segment. We all know you're here for the Newcastle United interview anyway. So after this break, we're going to jump right into it. Stick around. Welcome back, Dissels. Thanks for sticking with us so far. Now, as I said earlier, we have a Newcastle United fan, Frankie. What's going on, good sir? I have one question for you right off the bat that everybody is dying to find out. What in the hell made you become a Newcastle United fan? Um, I, I <laughs> it's the goal movies. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I, I got done watching goal goal one. The first one I saw Santiago Munez play for Newcastle United. I really liked the kits. Um, after I watched the movie, I kind of looked up the players that were playing. Really liked Alan Shearer, Kieran Dyer, um, Carr, um, just the big name in the early 2000s. I really liked, and that just kind of kind of got me bored with the whole Newcastle United. Yeah, they're they're not recently. I guess. Really recently, they're not been playing very well. Um, the bottom half teams, but you know, I'd rather I'd rather support a team 
through thick and thin than just hop off one team and go to one team that like automatically finish finishes top half of the season every single every single year. Oh yeah, for sure. I can respect that. I can also respect that you uh, enjoyed watching the goal movies. I remember my parents being like, "Hey, we're gonna go watch a soccer movie," and me, I would like say, "There's no such thing," and then watch the <laughs> Newcastle United movies. Which one was your favorite? Goal one, two, three, or the uncut version where he becomes the uh, next coach of Mexico? I don't know if that's um, right or not. The, the third one was probably the worst. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't. Look, I didn't enjoy the third one. This. Um, I would say the the first one I, I really enjoyed, but the but the set the second one was really good. I liked I liked his time at Real Madrid. I honestly thought when I was little, uh, I actually thought he was an actual player. So I was looking up to see where like why wasn't he on rosters or anything. <laughs> but that, that's just how, how long. So you were on FIFA and you're like, why can't I find uh Munoz anywhere? Yeah. I mean, I got my first FIFA game, and I really I didn't know anything about soccer, so I was playing in, I think, some Belgian league or something like that, in FIFA 06 or something like that. And, and once I figured out the EPL, the, the teams to go to, I ended up playing with Newcastle a lot. And in 06, they had Alan Shearer and Kieran Dyer, so it was a pretty good squad. I'm hearing you name everyone, but uh, Michael Owen. Are you? Were you a fan of Michael Owen? I was not a fan of Michael Um just just from the fact that he came from Man United and then just so recently we get relegated with him as our captain in the squad. Um, I didn't see the real hype around him. He didn't, he didn't really perform the way I, I would think he would perform. Um, I honestly think that, I forget his first name, but his last name was Martin. Really, really fast player. Uh, I thought he was way better than Owen, to be honest. Blake, I can uh, see your, your wheels turning there. What's going on? I mean, Mike Lone was a stun. He just he just couldn't stay healthy. But yeah, pure but... soccer skills, talent, goal scoring ability, stud. He, I, just, I, missed, he uh, just missed too many games. My my review of him I'm at Newcastle United. Okay, so during the season, we started hearing these rumors about uh, Newcastle being brought out by a billionaire like $32.6 billion was going to come over, save your club. You were going to buy every player in the world. And then yes. COVID happened, and then we didn't hear much, and then it fell through. What happened? Yeah. Um, so it was actually for a lot more money. Than that. They were going to be the richest club in England and one of the richest clubs in the world because it was the Saudi Arabia, um, one, of, one of the princes in Saudi Arabia, I forget his name, and that was paired with another person, uh, Selby, another billionaire. But they were going to buy us out. Um, I was very hopeful. It seemed like a lot. Well, I would say hopeful. There's no rumors that Newcastle is going to be bought out every year. And it always falls through. But, um, I mean, I was pretty hopeful just, just from the fact the, the amount of money that they were worth and the potential amount of money that Newcastle is going to be worth. Like, we can buy We can finally buy a whole bunch of transfers that and big names. But uh, I, I read into it, the main reason why was the TV deal that the EPL finally made where they had, uh, I forget, was it Fox that had exclusive rights to the EPL? Uh, NBC. Yeah. Yeah, NBC had exclusive rights. And the Saudi Arabian um, news outlets were banned from 
from broadcasting NBC and stuff. And a lot of a lot of Saudi Arabian uh, online news outlets and streaming sites were illegally streaming uh, EPL games. So with the new TV deal, it was kind of it was kind of like a breach of contract. And Newcastle wasn't going to be bought Saudi Arabians. And once it fell through, I was I was kind of disappointed. But I mean, that's just that's just the life of a Newcastle fan. <laughs> lately okay so say everything worked out to your your favor and he brought the team who was the first signing that you wanted to have on your team to revitalize Newcastle bring the tune back to to the glory days I I saw a news article saying Mbappe was wanting to come to Newcastle United and I, t I told all my friends like man we might get Mbappe and he, he was one of the big names I wanted to come because I just from the article that I read Honestly, I, I kind of wanted. Uh, I I like the midfield, but I I always I always mark the downfall of Newcastle is when all, Alan Pardew sold Johan Kabai, and we just kind of lost the engineering department within within the midfield. Um, I kind of I like uh, Bentaleb, but he hasn't been performing that really, He hasn't been performing well. I like John Joe Shelby. He, he's good when he's good, but then he's he's god awful when he's when he's bad. <laughs> um, our our defense is we have a lot of defenders, but a lot of them can't stay healthy. I Noon was hurt. Um, Yedlin Yedlin is one of my, one of my more favorite players. He he was hurt for a little bit, but I don't. It's just with if we would have got bought out, I I just want to see some. Some big names at Newcastle bringing in, bringing in all the money, and I would I would be a better striker because our striking department is just not there whatsoever. All right, Nate, if you were Newcastle's owner and this guy came with all this money, who would you sign to make Frankie happy? Frankie's a longtime fan. Who's the signing that's going to put more fans in the seat, bring the Americans over to the white and black? Santiago Munoz. <laughs> I mean, no. Are, are you saying that uh, bring the fan? Okay, from the United States or from just any, just, anywhere? You go get you go get Mbappe and you give him messy money. You give him <laughs> you give him what is it two mil a month, and then you let him just build a team around him. <laughs> we are, we already have our Santiago Munez. We got Miguel Almiron, which is kind of <laughs> kind of. Yeah, you know, he's Paraguay. He's from Paraguay, but you know, uh, he's from the MLS and he's representing. Yeah, uh, uh, but I don't know. I need a striker. Uh, Whole Leiton, as much money as we paid for him, one of one of the more disappointing signings that we've had recently was him. Is when Dwight Gale could come off the bench, a championship striker caliber Dwight Gale, and outscore Whole Leiton for the for the season was a was just I like this wide-eyed shock for me. <laughs> I like I like the white girl. He's a stud. Yeah, but he he's had some terrible misses. Some wide open goals, six yard box, skies it over the bar. It's just that recently, once you put the number nine, Alan like Alan Shearer, number nine. Carrying that legacy on, once you once we sign a striker and we put that number on his back, they're just terrible. 
Sounds like you guys got so a the, curse. It, it it is a curse. The only the only player that actually performed well initially with that number was Papis Dembasise, but that was literally only for one season, and then the next season he just couldn't score. Gotcha. All right, so let's just transition into this. What do you think of the current state of Newcastle then? The current state of Newcastle is, um, I would say it's it's below below average. Um, I'm I'm really hopeful for this season with with the signings of Wilson and Frazier and uh, Jamal Lewis from Norwich. Um, I know there's going to be some good chemistry with Richie and Callum and Frazier because they they both came from they all came from uh, Bournemouth. Just recently, the last five years, it's just subpar bottom half finishes and you know i i found more in enjoyment watching newcastle fight out of the relegation zone than them just finish bottom half not enough like relegation but just finish the bottom half of the table because right there's just no excitement there's no there's no there's no drive there's no passion for some of the players and it just shows throughout throughout their game especially the the last half of the season was kind of dreadful gotcha so how do you like do you even get excited to watch them play anymore um i was excited pre-covid um (laughs) we we got a big tie at manchester city i uh, that that was probably one of my favorite games to watch Dorona gets one of the goals of the season with his volley, and then not even five minutes later, John Joe Shelby equalizes. One of the best shots I've ever seen him ever seen him take. <laughs> but no, it's just sometimes when I'm watching and we go down two goals, I, I end up just turning it off because it's no matter how many goals we go down, we're never going to be a progressive team trying to push up the field. We're always going to try to be counterattacking and be defensive. And I, I guess with new signings, I want to see a more progressive progressive outlook of the squad. I want to see them taking some risk. I want to see them making runs. I just I, I hate the mentality because I, we had it with Rafa, but and now we're Steve Bruce is trying to be a downgraded Rafa with the defensive method. All right. So then, where do you think that you got? What, what, what's your expect? What's your expectations for this year? Where are you going to finish? Um. This year, I, I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking upper table. Hopefully, we can try to make a Europa League run. Try to try to get that spot. But more importantly, I want to see some domestic cup runs. Uh, I re- just just watching them. I know we made the quarterfinal of the FA Cup last season, but just I, I want to see some some effort in domestic cups because we play Cobb Euro cup. We almost lose the Oxford. We go, we, we have a second leg with them and then we go into overtime with Oxford United. <laughs> and then we almost lose the Oxford because we go into overtime. And it's just, when we're playing these small clubs, I, I want us, we're, we're a huge club. I, I will always see Newcastle as a huge club. We get 54,000 fans in the stadium. Well, we used to, not anymore with COVID, but we, we would always, Always sell out. Newcastle fans will always be there, but I just got to see more. I, but I, going back to the original question, top half, hopefully fifth or sixth. 
Jones. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, you're challenging to put Arsenal in the bottom half. You're going to kick United oh, out of there. Oh. You might as well kick Liverpool oh. out. Dude, why settle for fifth or sixth? Just go for the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, Arsenal was dreadful at the beginning of the season. <laughs> Absolutely dreadful. I mean, you got them sitting at ninth and 10th. I mean, they, that was kind of a laughing stock. <laughs> but but right now they're really with Arteta. They're they're pretty good. I I, I liked Aubameyang. I like Lacazette. I know when I played FIFA, I always wanted to be at Lacazette on Newcastle. But <laughs> all right, man. So I gotta ask, what is your favorite memory of a Newcastle United game? And it better not involve Peter Cech getting chipped from like forty yards out because that, that was awful. That was – I, I was watching that. That was good. My, my favorite memory is probably the more cliche one is when they were losing the Arsenal 4-0, came back second half, and then tied it 4-4 with Czech Tialte's 35-yard rip. But they, right. I watched right, personally. That was the most insane game <laughs> I've ever watched. And I, I probably won't forget that. I mean, rest in peace, Czech Tialte. You made – you made one of the best goals for Newcastle United. It was absolutely insane. Okay, so I think I have an idea, but who is your all-time favorite Newcastle United player? I mean, in high school, I was a goalkeeper. Um, so I kind of, I always, I always liked the goalkeeping departments. Um, I really liked Shea Given. Shea Given was probably one of my favorite goalkeepers. But I, I really liked Tim Krul. <laughs> Tim Krul was one of my favorite, one of my favorite players. Um, but my all-time favorite, probably Johan Kabai. And it just so happens the day I was going to buy his jersey, they online and they, they transferred him. Which <laughs> <laughs> was a big, big disappointment. Yeah, but Johan Kabai, my all-time favorite player. Uh, absolutely clinical with free kicks. Almost every time you... They get a free kick from within 30 yards out. I always, I always thought, man, that's going, that's going back of the net. And uh, 2011, the crew played Newcastle and uh, friendly in the summertime, and uh, we were sitting in the supporter section. I think I'm pretty sure Blake, you were with me. Jordan, you might have been, mm-hmm. but uh, we drunk like usual in the supporter section, <laughs> and uh, we yell at, we yell out to Tim Cruel. John Terry fucked your wife, <laughs> and and he turns around and gives me a thumbs up. Blake, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, do you remember that? I mean, I don't remember most crew games, so no, <laughs> definitely, definitely not. Uh, all right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on, talking some Newcastle United with us. That was that was pretty entertaining yeah. stuff. Uh, I'm always I'm always eager to talk about my team and how and how bad they are. All right, so for Dissels, in case you guys forgot, uh, Newcastle United is going to win uh, the Premier League, Champions League, and then the World Cup. So mark that down. You heard. You heard. <laughs> All right, so we're going to transition right into uh, final thoughts. I'll go ahead and start first. Uh, if you go back and listen to a few episodes. You will hear that I called Pedro Santos with the first goal. The crew went 3-0. Zardes is going to eat. I got Zeller in wrong, but I was right. And if you continue to follow Pablo's Easy Money, I have a stranglehold. That trophy's almost mine. I can taste it. With that being said, Frankie, 
Give us some final thoughts. Um, I just looking forward to the season. Can't wait for the EPL to start back up. I want to see Chelsea do bad. I want to see Arsenal do bad. And most of all, Manchester United do terrible. Absolutely just Manchester United. As do most people. Blake, La Flama Blanca, what's your final thought? All right, I got a few. I got a few here. All right. The jealousy of Manchester United on this podcast <laughs> is absurd. Absurd. Pablo, Dave, Jordan, Frankie, doesn't matter. Everybody's hating on Manchester United. Don't be upset because in 2003, the only team you could see is Manchester United. But at like 235 on ESPN. You guys are just haters, bandwagon fans. Everybody loves United. It's all good. Point number two, Newcastle United is not going to finish fifth or sixth, maybe like 13th or 14th. It's fine. They're going to score about 0.3 goals a game with <laughs> Belito and Calvin uh-huh. Wilson and who the hell ever. There's uh-huh. no goals coming from that team. <laughs> and number three, NBC putting primetime EPL games on Peacock is absurd. So for an American soccer fan to watch Primetime games. Now you got to have ESPN Plus. You got to have Peacock. You got NBC Sports Gold. You got to have all these extra channels to watch. You watch these games. ESPN Plus for the MLS. It is absurd that big six games will be behind a paywall in the United States, and you got to pay extra money to watch a North London derby, <clears throat> Manchester United versus Liverpool. You know they've already put premier games in September on Peacock, behind a paywall. I'm not paying for that bullshit. I hope nobody else does. It's absurd that American fans have to pay extra dollars to see primetime games. I could what not. do you got, Nate? I agree with that. All right, final thoughts. Them hoes be trifling. <laughs> Always. I wish, uh, I wish Derek was here right now so that he could uh, tell us about his uh, lady man experiences with them hoes, <laughs> but uh, but hopefully uh, this is a wake up call to the England national team that uh, don't be uh, bringing in these girls that are looking for a payday. We want to thank Frankie for coming on our show. No problem. No problem. Good luck to your team, man. <laughs> Thanks. We we will continue talking about the build up to the start of the EPL. And uh, I hope that everyone liked our episode. We are looking for we are looking for a new sponsor. So if you're out there and you're listening, hit us up. Slide into our DMs. What's up? All right. So tell your friends, tell your family, and get those permission slips signed. Yeah.